Are you in charge of creating your own deadlines, but still end up blowing past them? Maybe you have clients that are continually checking in on you, but you haven't made any progress on their projects. When you give yourself the right amount of time, you won't fall into the guilt spiral for not getting things done when you said you were going to. So in today's episode, we're going to talk about how to create deadlines that you can actually stick with. Welcome to Empowering Productivity, the podcast that empowers you to break the mental chains that keep you from producing. Here are your hosts, Keely and Austin Reason. So how many times have you had a client ask you when something would be done and then you kind of overpromised? I feel like this happens like every week. Why are you looking at me? I know. (laughs) I mean, it probably didn't start out that way. Like, you know, I know when I first got started with this, I did not have that much work. I was able to meet realistic tasks. I mean, I actually had like a three-day turnaround on a lot of stuff at the beginning. Oh, yeah, back in the fiber days. Um, I did try 24 hours, but it was too hard. Um, but it's really hard to gauge how much time you're going to need to get things done from week to week, especially as your business grows. So, you know, I think that you have to create deadlines you can stick with because when you start working with clients, they expect things to come back at a certain time. And if you deliver late, then their process gets slowed down. It's actually better to just deliver the work before the client needs it. I know that as a team, we often like push really hard to get stuff done and the client doesn't work with it for months, but it, it really doesn't matter. We still needed to get it to them so they could, you know, get started in their process. <laughs> That's right. So I think, you know, around here, Austin and I are constantly asking the questions, how long does something take? We've, we yeah. kind of like, especially with projects where Austin quotes out for like website related tasks or things like that. It's this huge gaping hole. Like, how long is this going to take? I can kind of estimate after, you know, seven, eight years of doing the writing projects, how long that's going to take. But with some of this other work that's like problem solving it, you just don't know. So I think there are a few questions that you can ask yourself to help you determine the timeline. So, you know, instead of trying to get down to the minute of how long something's actually going (laughs) to take you. Yeah, that'll never happen. You need to be more generic. With your timelines. Uh, So here's one question. If I had nothing else to work on, roughly, will the task take me a day, half a day, a whole week, a couple of days? Like get some, some idea. You should at least be able to know. You can probably look at a task and go, this could take five to 10 hours. Now that's a pretty big gap when it comes to doing a um, quote, but it does help you figure out timelines. Yeah, because if you're if you're kind of breaking it up into chunks, and if you do your day in chunks, which I know a lot of people do, you know, morning, afternoon, evening, that kind of thing, then if you if you look at something and say, "Could I get this done this morning?" and if you if you think, "Oh yeah, absolutely," well, all right, then then is it going to take one hour? Is it going to take four hours? If you look at it and say, "No, no, no, there's no way," all right, well then you know that it's going to take you at least all of that morning, so half your day. Yeah. How many more of those chunks is it going to take? And then you can start to to sort of narrow down. Because like Keely said, you're you're not even necessarily trying to give them an hour quote 
You're just we're just talking deadlines. Yeah, we're Qu- talking quoting about- out a project is is a whole other <laughs> is a whole other thing. It's a but whole yeah. other beast. Yeah. But at the same time, this will actually help you to get there because I say you know quote out what's a half a day's work. If you think the project will take half a day, how much do you need to make in half a day? Right. So how many other tasks do you have to work on this week? Chances are you don't have just a single project. You probably have several clients that all need something. And how many hours in a day can you carve out for uninterrupted time? Now, I have the kind of job where I'm interrupted all the time. Mm-hmm. I have teams relying on me and I have a lot of clients. But maybe maybe there is uh, your job will allow you to actually clear your afternoon. How many hours in a day can you do that? You know, like, could you safely walk away from email communication and and whatever for two hours, one hour? What's your max? How many days are you planning to work? Now, we work Monday through Friday anymore. We used to work a lot of weekends. But we're basically, if we're going to commit to five days a week during the weekday, we can't work on the weekends. We just kind of learned that about ourselves. So even if we are trying to get deadlines that are, you know, sooner we just can't count on the weekends, even if we want to. Yeah. Another thing that you have to ask, is there anyone on your team or that works with you that can take on the extra work if something unexpected comes up? So that was not the case for me for a long time. And even for Austin at this point, he doesn't have a ton of additional assistance. So he's got to build his timelines different than I can. I can overcommit to some degree because I know right. there's going to be other people that can help out. Right. You know, oh, and you want that by Friday? Sure. Because, you yeah. know, if you can't get it there, then you've got other people. You can either offload some of your work or offload part of this project or whatever. Uh, but as she said, I, I have to do my deadlines differently because a lot of it just comes down to me. So if you have those, if, if you know you've got people to outsource to, then then you can you can plan a little bit more aggressively, I guess. But you got to pr- plan a lot more conservatively if it's just up to you. Because what happens if you get sick? Uh, an emergency happens with another client or another project or, you know, something like that. You, you got to have that, that slush time sort of built. Or in maybe your kids have to come home from school or get quarantined because of COVID. I mean, there's really no telling what can well, happen. That never happens though. <laughs> it interrupts everyone's life. The other thing you have to ask is what is your client's expected turnaround time? Now, this can be very difficult when you have had a long-term client and you were able to produce for them very quickly and all of a sudden you're not producing for them as fast. You have to be careful how you transition your client's expectations. Um, And if they are accustomed to coming to you with a like a couple days notice and they need something, but you're going to need more time than that in general, you're going to have to start like changing that up on them. So, and, and on the, on the front end of that, if it's a new client, set the expectation. (laughs) Don't come in, you know, guns blazing. Like, yes, I can turn this around in 24 hours. If you don't plan on doing that all the time, because if you do that once or twice or three times for a new client, and then all of a sudden your business is growing, your workload increases, and then that person's like, well, I don't understand. This only ever took you a day before. Um, I also want to throw in to this note on the people pleaser side of the of the old podcast table here that um, what is the client's expected turnaround on the project? Have you asked? Because I, I, have, <laughs> I have gone out of my way sometimes to uh, shave down a deadline to as, as short an amount of time as possible. Or on a related topic, shave down to the lowest price 
when courting out a project, right? right. Like, ah, I probably only need this much time. I could probably do a little faster so I can cut them a little slack on that, knock, knock some money off and that kind of thing. Um, without ever having asked them, and this is especially true of new clients, your, your clients you've been working with for a while, you know if they come to you and you can be like, oh, that guy, he, he never expects anything in, you know, quicker than a week. Or this, this person over here, she needs it like the next day. That's, that's her thing. With a new client, if you haven't ever asked, you may be shooting yourself in the foot. Because again, I've gone out of my way to say, um, well, you know, like mentally in the back of my mind, well, if I shift this around and if I move this and I put this off and then I go, um, I could have it to you by the end of the week. And they're like, really? And then I go, oh, crap. Yeah. They were expecting it for like a month. <laughs> and I told I've, someone. And now I told them Friday. I told someone a deadline. Oh, that usually takes us six to eight weeks. Do you think we need to get it faster for them? And that person was like, man, that's really fast. I think that's pretty fast. Like I think other companies are probably quoting like 12 weeks on this kind of project. Right. Yeah. So what are their expectations before you set them yourself? Yeah. What is your Before you kill yourself. Yeah, exactly. I do typically try to ask that now, especially with new clients or with, um, you know, with even ongoing work because right, not yeah. all projects are the same. Yeah. Because sometimes a, an email or a text or a phone call or, uh, you know, whatever from a client can feel and seem urgent only to find out that they're like, I don't know, like, you know, whenever. <laughs> and then you're like, we, we went out of our way to make this happen and they did not need it that fast. Right. And that's on me. That's not on them, you know. So um, something else to ask yourself, do I have a lot of needy clients that take up unexpected time throughout the week? Mm -hmm. So when you are working for someone and whether they are on retainer for you or you are doing project-based stuff, do they happen to have things they need you to kind of drop everything and work on it for them? Mm -hmm. There's nothing wrong with that or having a few clients like that, but you do have to count for that when you're doing your timelines because you're like... Well, if I've got five clients that on a rotation hit me up and go, my site's down or this thing has to get done or I have right. a short turnaround or can you bail me out? Like you just need to have time in the week for it. Absolutely. And then the last thing I would say is, do I have family obligations or potential interruptions that will keep me from getting this done? Right. Am I the needy client? Yeah. <laughs> Well, it's another way of looking at that. So Austin will talk about this in a minute, but we look at the week ahead and it's not just our task list. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. So that does bring us to our next big point is looking ahead and, and having an idea of where you're going. Every Monday, Keely and I sit down and we, you know, we, we call it our staff meeting, you know, and we crack open all of the calendars and all of the to-do lists and just sort of go over them and review them. And, you know, she used to do this and I would do this. And then we would realize that we weren't doing it together and staying in sync with each other. And so there were some times where I would say, all right, I've got this deadline coming up and Keely had a task in the process of that, of that project. And I hadn't told her, oh, by the way, I need that from you on Wednesday because I got to turn in the thing by Thursday or whatever. And so we, we had to start sitting down and gauging, you know, how long we think um, the projects that are already on the to-do list are going to take so that when a new project comes up during the week, we have a baseline, right? We've, we've got a starting point to say, all right, here's what the bandwidth for this week looks like already, or for that matter, the next two weeks. You know, if Keely and I are talking and we're, we're talking on Monday, you know, Monday, the first day of the month or whatever, and we're looking at the first through the seventh, 
Some of the, the to-dos we're talking about, we know are not getting done that week. They are an ongoing, you know, it's a, it's a month-long project or whatever. So we've got that in mind. All right. So we, we know, all right, you've got this much on your plate. I've got this much on mine. The team is already up to this. So have all that in mind when we get that sales lead or we're on that call with a new client or whatever, or, or <laughs> the emergency pops up and it's like, I need this thing fixed. Well, you know, we don't have time for to fit it in this week. And, you know, so maybe we've got to shuffle some things around. Um, and again, doing that on a weekly basis, you're constantly refreshing and updating the to-do list so that you know where you are in each one of those projects, how the to-do list is coming. By the way, it's also a, it's also good on a personal level when you're if you keep hearing the same to-do every Monday. It's like, why isn't that done yet? You know, is there is there a holdup? That kind of thing. So um, look at the week ahead and then use that to create a schedule. So I used to create schedules just for myself before we had teams and everything. When I started getting a lot of clients and then their deadlines became staggered and the projects were maybe a little bit bigger, um, I started looking at the week and asking myself, realistically, how many clients can I work on today? Mm -hmm. And I look at how much I had for each client, what kind of work was being done, and I'm not saying you have to like schedule yourself hour by hour. I have tried that. Um, I'm not super amazing at that. You, like, you did it for a long time. I did it for a long time where I would I would say, all right, well, in this hour, I'm going to write for that person. And this hour, I'll write for this person. Um, I got a little bit more slack about it and just was like, okay, I'm focusing on this client in the morning and this client in the afternoon. And right. until those clients are covered, I'm really not going to do anything else. Now I have a team and I have to look at their schedules. Um, and when I say schedule yourself in a week, I am not saying schedule yourself and, and look at this week and say, all right, this client's work isn't due for four weeks, so I'm not going to look at them this week. <laughs> that doesn't mean Don't that. Don't fall into that trap. Because I can tell you, I have a client right now, I have told them for the last month I would do a project for them. And every time I sit down to work on it, there's another issue. And every time I look at this thing, it's like, well, I can't log into your site and now I can't access this and this doesn't look right. And there's like this communication is just dragging on. Mm -hmm. And, you know, so that's the thing. I'll put those people on my schedule, but they may not even stay there. So I don't want to wait until I, the day I said it was going to be done to work on it. Because what happens when you go to sit down and you're like, well, shoot, I need this thing from this client. Yeah. Yeah, I had to learn the same thing uh, with uh, web development. There's so many moving parts, and and uh, like we said, sometimes I got I've got to reach out to other members of the team to do X, Y, and Z. And you know, if you're if you're pushing too far down the road, and then that's why you don't it's have important any buffer left. to schedule a couple touches on every project. Right. Be like, okay, yeah. so I'm going to work on this client's stuff. Monday morning, but then I'm also going to like give myself time to work on it Wednesday afternoon or something because you might need some turnaround time for them to get back to you. Yeah. So that kind of brings us down to our next point to allow extra time for the project to take longer than expected, right? So this goes <laughs> whether you're quoting it out um, initially as far as setting your price or if you're quoting out as far as a deadline and a turnaround time. I I was commenting on a, on a thread about quoting out for price. Uh, and this guy said, I'm taking on a new project. I've, I've not done a lot of these, so I don't have the system down. I don't know exactly how long it's going to take. And everybody was giving their feedback. And I basically chimed in and I said, okay, take your, uh, take your, your estimate 
your estimated time. Go ahead and double that, right? And then no, seriously, double that because you're you're really wrong. <laughs> just like, and every step along the way, I was like, okay, do this, X, Y, and Z, do that, do that, do that. And then, oh, and then by the way, add 10% because no, seriously, you're underestimating. And sometimes we do that because again, sometimes we want to come through for the client, you know, like got to get it done as fast as possible. And A, that might not be true. Your client may not care that you get it done in a week versus a month or whatever. And B, you might be overestimating how quickly you can get something done. You might be overestim- underestimating how much is involved in it, right? So allow enough um, extra time for some of the things like Keely was talking about, right? Maybe you know that this project takes exactly one hour and you've done it a thousand times and you know it's going to take an hour, but you forgot that on the day that you went to do it and you log- you went to log in, like Keely said, you realized they gave you the wrong password. <laughs> or that person on your team didn't do the thing that they were supposed to do, or they did it, but they didn't put it where it was supposed to be, and you can't find it. Now you've got to track them down, you know, and all those kinds of things. Um, you know, put put a little bit of buffer time. Um, Keely likens it to you know driving during rush hour. You're not you're not going to leave at if something is 15 minutes away according to Google Maps, and you you know you Googled it the day before, and now you're trying to leave during rush hour. You're not going to leave 15 minutes in advance. You're going to allow for some buffer time. You're going to allow for that accident and the and the slowdown. And now you got to take a detour because there was construction going on or whatever. You have to allow for all of those kinds of things in a given project uh, to make sure that you're giving a maybe. You're, I was going to say a realistic deadline. Maybe you're not even giving a realistic deadline. You're giving a, a realistic deadline plus some to allow for right. mistakes to happen. And then well, I also think it's about creativity. So I mean, okay. I don't know how your job works, but there are times when I'm asked to write about something and I can actually put it on my to-do list to sit down and do it and have zero inspiration to write about it yeah. and I really do have to like mull over certain creative projects before I can sit down and do yeah, them. Absolutely. Yeah, so if if you do that and you allow that little bit of buffer time, it's like uh like Scotty on Star Trek says, you know, you always you always triple the time that you think it's going to take. That way, when you get it done in, in one third the time, your captain thinks you're a miracle worker. You know, there's nothing wrong with, you know, delightfully surprising your client by turning it in a week early. There's right. Nothing wrong with that in the world. So um, one of the things that you have to do when when adding in that buffer time is considering other last minute projects that might pop up. We've kind of hit on this a little bit already that um, you're you're liable to have throughout the week clients that are going to pop up in your email inbox or however they're communicating with you um, with priority work that has a shorter deadline that's that's time sensitive or something like that. Again, maybe it's an emergency. Last, last week, had a client hit me up. My website is down. I don't know what happened. My website's offline. And guess what? That derailed my day. You know, we had to had to go in and get that fixed for them. And we absolutely should. You know, I I hated to put off everything else that I was supposed to do that day, but I absolutely needed to do that to make, you know, to get that client back online. Because if they're offline, then they're invisible to a, a good chunk of the world. So we got to get them on. Maybe it's not that kind of an emergency, but it is, you know, something that comes up that is high priority. You need to um, allow a little bit of time for that and and understand that those kinds of things are going to come up. <laughs> I was joking around earlier about are you the problem client? <laughs> Maybe an emergency or a priority thing is going to pop up within your own business. 
that you well, need to push your, you know, stuff, stuff. I don't side. think it's always just about, um, emergency. So on my oh, yeah. end of the business, a lot of it's about opportunity. I okay. don't want yeah. to schedule our team so wall to wall that if I get an a last minute opportunity and someone has to have that work done or they're going to go find someone else. I don't want to say no to opportunities. So I try really hard not to book us so hard that we can't say yes to a client that has a really fast turnaround and now we have the opportunity to charge extra on it. Or maybe it's, yeah, I mean that, or maybe it's not even work. Maybe it is uh, a sales lead finally gets back to you that, you know, you've been nurturing for two months and they go, I, I I would love to talk to you. Can you talk today at 2 PM? And you're like, uh, I, I'd prefer not to, but what if I say no? Right. And they're like, well, you know, peace out. They've been skittish already. You know, can you, can you jump on that opportunity and take advantage of that, um, that unforeseen opportunity there? Yeah. If your week's already scheduled out and somebody asks you on Monday, if you can have a meeting on Thursday or Friday and you still don't have time for that, that's a problem. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah, it can be. (laughs) Yeah. And you know, something that, um, that I've been working on is, is automating some of my appointment calendaring. And that's, that's tough because I, you have to find a balance of putting out time that anyone can fill up whenever they want to. Yeah, that's scary to me. Right. And we're not there yet. It's not like on the website. <laughs> you know, like I have a dedicated link that I can that I can text over to somebody or email them. And, you know, they go, hey, I'd love to talk about X, Y, and Z. And I shoot them this link and say, cool, book a time. And I had to build into that, you know, these are times where I'm, a, I'm going to be available. Now, if I book all of those times, I'm going to be hating it. Right. So I have to, I have to make allowances for that going down the road. I have to make sure that if, if I find myself booking more and more meetings like that, um, then I have to say, all right, you know what, we're going to close this down. And only on Thursday afternoons and Friday afternoons for these two, two hour blocks or whatever, you know, that's when I'm available for calls rather than, than putting it all out there. But I mean, think about that. If you're going to, if you're going to build into there that you have two hours a week or four hours a week or whatever, that somebody could book a call at any time then you need to be prepared for that. You need to have that built into your workflow, your scheduling, and your deadlines. So this is actually something else that is very tough. It's doing your work in the order of priorities. It's so easy to tackle those little things that show up because you Mm -hmm. can be like, oh, yay, I got that done. I got that (laughs) done. I, I handled that. If you've got somebody who has been waiting on work from you for a week and then someone else comes in who isn't a priority, I'm not talking about like, oh, this is like an opportunity or what we just got done talking about. We're talking about something that comes in that's not real high priority, but it's right in your face. It's It's in in your your inbox. It's easy to do it. Yeah. Um, Why not just do it instead of put it on the list or whatever? That is not helpful to you. That's going to cause you to not get to your deadlines. So I'm not saying don't clean out your inbox every day because that is like a black hole. I get it. You do need to be responsive to projects and tell people when you're going to get it done or whatever. Yeah, great. I'd love to work on that for you. Um, I need about seven days. I need 10 days, whatever. Mm -hmm. But don't jump it ahead of the other stuff because otherwise you just end up, you know, not doing it. it. It becomes procrastination. The more work that you put in front of those things that you are, you know, supposed to be doing, 
then you actually end up creating a mental block, I think, to get it done. Because now maybe you didn't even have a mental block on it, but now you've pushed it and pushed it and pushed it. It makes it harder to ever get to it. Right. Yeah, absolutely. So what happens if you uh, you set a deadline and then um, immediately or <laughs> or at some point regret that you've set that deadline? It, it was too soon. Well, if I do that, then I'm going to go back to the client immediately and say, we need to change this deadline. How right. like how important is it to you? If it's not negotiable with that client, then I'm going to go to another client and be like, hey, looks like this actually isn't going to get done at this point. So yeah. I actually try to do a lot of ongoing work that allows us to have like a full month to turn work in. Mm-hmm. And so we do aim to knock that work out throughout the month. Um, so oftentimes I don't have to renegotiate the deadline with the client. I just renegotiate the deadline with the writer or the team yeah. member. And I say, hey, you remember how I said you have that work to do? Please put this ahead of it. Right. Yeah. Because you've given them a deadline that right. is an internal deadline. And so you can you can scrap that at any moment. You can say, all right, hey, uh, let's let's bump that to next week because I need you to do this to make sure that that gets done on time. Yeah, a fair amount of projects that we do are done on a monthly basis. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Like yeah. just as long as you get in in that lot, 30 days. A lot of people talk about monthly recurring revenue. We've got monthly recurring work for that monthly recurring revenue. So, well, guys, if you find yourself uh, missing deadlines behind schedule and this has become like an ongoing thing, maybe it's time to reach out to R5 for help. We'd love to help take your business to the next level by taking some tasks off of your to-do list, maybe helping you to automate some things. You know, sometimes it can be helpful to have somebody from the outside looking at your business and saying, what if we made this work like this and automate that for you? Email us at contact at r5websitemanagement.com to get started. And until next week, get out there and start breaking those mental chains that are keeping you from producing.